At Qualcomm, we believe in staying connected, and you can see us wherever 5G is helping transform telemedicine, supporting remote education, and powering mobile PCs. The Invention Age is here. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash invention age. Fake money, fake teachers, fake assets. In 1971, President Richard Nixon took the U.S. dollar off the gold standard, turning the U.S. dollar into fiat money, government money, fake money. In 2008, the world economy crashed when fake assets, fake mortgages, and fake financial experts led us down a path to ruin. Think about this. Why do schools choose not to teach us about money? Why are 78% of all Americans living paycheck to paycheck? Why are students staggering under a trillion dollars in student loan debt? Because a fake world makes the rich richer and the poor and middle class poorer, and that's exactly how the government wants it. The only way to protect yourself is to learn how to separate the real from the fake. Go to richdad.com to get your copy of Fake by Robert Kiyosaki and learn how to spot the manipulation of reality we live with every day. Don't get fooled again. Get your copy of Fake by Robert Kiyosaki at richdad.com. That's richdad.com. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. It's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And as you know, one of the thing, reasons for listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show <laughs> is uh, hopefully you can see better at the end of every show because what's on the news today is a joke. I mean, it is a joke. I was watching um, the Democrats are so after Trump they want to impeach him. I'm not Republican or Democrat, you guys, but they dragged out this guy, John Dean. Most of you are probably too young to know who John Dean was, but he was the President Nixon's counsel during Watergate. And so Dean was the only guy that didn't cave in to corruption. So the Democrats are so desperate. They drag out John Dean to testify in front of the world they're going back, is that 50 years or something? It's a joke. It's a joke. And meanwhile, the world is coming apart. And these yo-yos are spending all this time and money trying to impeach Trump. Now, I'm not saying he's innocent or not. It's not the issue here. But we have bigger issues at, ha at hand. So our guest today is an old friend, Richard Duncan. He's not old. I'm not as old as me. But he's an author, economist, and he's an American, but he lives in Bangkok, Thailand. And the question is, why does he live in Bangkok, Thailand? So I, I think he can see the U.S. and look at the fishbowl the United States says It's kind of a joke, really. And Richard is the author of the, the book, The New Depression, Breakdown of the Paper Money Economy. Fabulous book. His other book is The Corruption of Capitalism, 2011. That's another great book. Capitalism's a joke right now. And the first book I read from Richard was The Dollar Crisis, came out in 2003. And the way I came across Richard's book, I was cruising around Barnes & Noble, no, Borders Bookstore, which is gone, and Barnes & Noble was just sold, and the bookstores are going by the way of the dodo bird right now. But anyway, I was walking past the business section in uh, Borders, and this book went, this book, come, pick me up, pick me up. So I picked it up, it was a dollar crisis. I read the book, it was exactly everything I was looking for because Richard is a classically trained economist and I'm not. And his view on what's going on with the dollar and the world economy, especially from Thailand and this 
China trade world and Mexican and all this other stuff going on today, he's the man to talk to. And Richard is also the, he has a program called Macro Watch Video. And for those of you who really want to see the future, subscribe to Macro Watch Video. It's a video newsletter for all, for everybody to see in pictures, the graphs and charts. Or you can look at John Dean, an old man testifying with a bunch of these cartoons called Congress people. You know, I was, I was kind of waiting for them to drag out the corpse of Richard, I mean, Richard Nixon next. You know, I mean, these guys are so desperate. I don't know what's going on with this country, but we're coming apart. You know, that old saying, Nero fiddled while <laughs> Rome burned. But we're very happy to have uh, Richard Duncan on the program. He's been with the IMF and the World Bank, and he decided to just stop looking at that stuff and move to Thailand. And now he speaks to Rich Dad fans from all over the world. And you can reach him at his website, richardduncaneconomics.com. Richard, welcome again to the program. Robert, it's great to be back. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. So we're, we're, we're hoping for some, you know, a look over the horizon. You know, what do you see coming here? I mean, what do you think of all of this? You know, we had Mexico, they capitulated. And then we have China trade war. The economy is slowing and bond yields are crashing. And to the average person, that means we should watch the Kardashians. That's what it means. Okay, so Richard, what do you think is going on? What do you, th what do you think is going on? Well, the main thing that's going on is the U.S. is now in a, essentially a, a cold war with China. This is probably the most significant geopolitical development uh, since the collapse of the Soviet Union, really. Uh, and it doesn't look like there's any turning back now. At first, it appeared that perhaps uh, President Trump was just bluffing, uh, threatening China to, uh, in order to get elected. But after he was elected and after they passed the tax cuts, then he really started focusing on uh, the conflict with China. And it seems that it's not only a matter that he wants to bring trade back into balance with China, but more and more as more time goes by, this really does seem that it, that Washington wants to stop China's rise, that they view China as a, a growing threat to the United States uh, future and its current global dominance. Well, he's, and, they're, they're accurate, aren't they? I mean, that's what's going to happen. You, can, you know, that, that's what the tea leaves are saying. It's the well, future. Well, it's, true, it's yeah. true that it's true that if China continues to grow at the rate that it has in the last couple of decades, for another decade, it probably will be the largest global superpower. And the other thing that happened, place. Richard, I don't know if you saw this, they had a, you know, they had a picture of Trump for D-Day, was it June 4, June 6, whenever, whenever that was. And at the same time as Trump was speaking at the D-Day memorial, which was touching, Putin and Xi were having a love fest someplace and they, they were hogging the news for that part of the world. And then Trump this morning threatened Xi saying, you come to the table and we'll talk this over. I don't think you want to piss off Putin and Xi. You know what I mean? They're not going to, they got egos too. They, 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 they got to save face. You can't keep threatening these guys. Well, I think there's no turning back now. Now that, now that President Trump has Pissed banned Huawei, China's, one of China's largest tech companies and the world leader in 5G technology, 
China is never going to allow itself to be dependent on the United States. Uh, for example, now China is not independent in producing semiconductors. It still relies on U.S. semiconductors. Well, after the, we've gone t too far down this trade war road now that China is never going to forget this. And as soon as they possibly can, they're going to become in, completely independent from us in every respect as quickly as possible. And if President Trump continues to increase the tariffs as he is threatening to impose them on another $300 billion worth of Chinese goods, then China is going to become, is going to become increasingly hostile and start taking actions that will completely eliminate all U.S. corporate profits that are currently being made in China. So this is already having a very severe impact on the global economy. Well, so, global yeah, so uh, one of the impacts is a crashing of the bond yields. Now, as an economist, again, you work with the IMF and the World Bank, classically trained at Vanderbilt. What does crashing, you know, for the layperson, what does the crashing of the bond yield mean to you? The bond yield is the government, the 10-year government bond yield is what everyone looks at. It's the interest rate the government pays on its 10-year government bonds. Now, in May, it fell, it plunged sharply, not only in the U.S., but in the other major economies. And the reason is because now investors realize that corporate profits are going to be hit. First, they're going to be hit because the global economy is slowing very sharply. And secondly, they're going to be hit because China is going to punish U.S. corporations doing business in China, like Apple and Boeing and Caterpillar and Starbucks. And so the investors have taken their, started to take their money out of the stock market. And what did they do? They bought bonds. And that pushed up the bond price and that drove down the bond yields very sharply. And at the same time, given the weakness in the stock market, the Fed has had to announce that it's, well, it hasn't announced it, but it's started giving strong hints that it will soon begin cutting interest rates in order to try to support the stock market. And that's worked. The stock market fell about 6.5% in, in May. But after the Fed started giving out these hints that it's going to begin cutting interest rates, it's recovered most, uh, a significant amount of that since then. So we've, we're now moving from a period where the Fed was increasing interest rates to a period where they're going to have to begin cutting interest rates very sharply. So that's what we can look forward to. And when the Fed cuts interest rates, then other factors being the same, the dollar weakens because if people who own dollars, if the interest rates in dollars go down, they'll earn less money. So they're encouraged to sell their dollars and buy some other currency. So if the Fed cuts interest rates, then the dollar tends to go down. And when the dollar tends to go down, then gold tends to go up. So that's one positive note for the, the gold bugs. Uh, the, with, this, with the Fed now cutting rates and likely to continue cutting rates, uh, other things remaining the same, it seems pretty promising for the outlook for gold. And of so, course, gold has done well over the, over the last couple of months. Well, you know, back in 2000, it was 250 bucks, and now it's 1300 And the gold and the people who are anti-gold say it's, it's, a dead, it's a dead metal. I said, well, you know, 250 to 1300 is not a bad run in 10, 20 years. 
Hey, a quick question as as an economist, you know, we talked about this. What would you advise uh, President Trump to do right now? So I can appreciate Washington's concerns about China from various angles. But rather than simply declaring a trade war and trying to stop China's growth, you know, the reason China has been so successful in, in large part is because they have a strategy. They have a government with a plan. And the plan is to invest in new industries and new technologies as aggressively as they possibly can. And this has been working out fabulously for them. So rather than having an all-out trade war with China and crashing the global economy and crashing the stock market and crashing the U.S. economy and throwing millions of people out of work, I would suggest to President Trump that the United States should invest much more aggressively in new industries, 21st century industries, on a very large scale. There's no reason the United States couldn't invest trillions of dollars over the next 10 years in all the leading industries, artificial intelligence, genetic engineering, biotech, nanotech, neurosciences, robotics. And if we did that, we could out in, we could out invest China. We could we would invest more than them. We and we are better at innovation than they are. So, so, so we would re, regain our competitive advantage. So, so and we would continue to dominate the global economy through investment. Yeah, Richard, you know, the thing is I travel the world. I'm always going around the world. Every place I see, I say exactly what you're saying. The Chinese are there. They're investing. You know, I was in Cameroon and they had a trenching these roads that could put fiber optic cable in, in, in the isthmus of the Panama Canal. They're planning on putting in a new canal for super ships to go through them. And what is the Amazing. U.S.? And so this is my, my question to you. Is the United States just exporting fake assets like credit default swaps and all this stuff and, and money and lending money to third world nations? Uh, are, are we just exporting fake money? Because that's what I see. I don't see us investing. You, do you know what I mean? I don't see as a, I, I mean, I was in Zimbabwe. They have these huge Chinese camps. Now, the Chinese don't take any of the money, none of the money in Zimbabwe gets into the economy. But at least the Chinese are investing in what you call industry and business and infrastructure. Do we do that? No, not on the scale that China does. Nowhere near the same scale. So we're toast. Now, well, we still have one great advantage over China. The, the Americans earn a lot more money than the Chinese do. So they have more purchasing power. They can spend more money. China is very dependent on selling things to the United States. China's exports to the U.S. are about more than approaching $550 billion a year. They need to sell things to the Americans. And the Americans have the money to buy things. The Chinese, on the other hand, the per capita disposable income, the average person's disposable income is less than $10 a day. So China, the Chinese, the advantage the Americans have over the Chinese is we have the purchasing power okay. because our wages are higher. Okay. Once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki of the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Our guest is a longtime friend, Richard Duncan. He's the author of The New Depression, The Breakdown of the Paper Money Economy. And he's also his website is richardduncaneconomics.com. And his special 
he has macro watch video because it's hard to talk about what's going on without pictures. And the thing I think I love about watching macro watch video is pictures. He has all these charts of what's going up and what's coming down. So for those who want to see what's happening and not watch our Congress trying to impeach Richard Nixon. Oh, no, was it Donald Trump or Richard Nixon? But anyway, we're so far behind the times in America. We stand up and pull your head out of your butt. That's what I say. So when we come back, we're talking more to Richard Duncan, but what does this mean? We're going to talk about, you know, in some countries right now, you put your money in the bank and they charge you money to keep your money. They're negative interest rates or ZERP, zero interest rate policy. But also now with the bond yields crashing, there are certain countries now, if you buy a bond, they're going to charge you money. In other words, you used to make money if you bought a bond, but now they're going to charge you money. And what the United States is attempting to do right now is keep the interest rates low so we can push the stock market into a bubble, which it already is a bubble. So we come back, we're going to be talking again to Richard Duncan to f figure out what you can do to either profit or not get crushed and what's, what's coming up over the horizon. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. What is your number one expense in life? Your number one expense. It's taxes. And I've asked the question is, how come there's no financial education in school, but why isn't there education on taxes either? You know, they tell you to save money, which is stupid. They tell you to invest in the stock market, which is stupid. But what they teach you about taxes? So here at Rich Dad Advisor, Tom Wheelwright, we're talking about his revision for his book, Tax-Free Wealth. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Robert. So what's the tax-free wealth about? What What's different this time? It's a rev revised edition. Well, so what we did was, is we ha this is the first major tax reform we've had in 30 years, 2017. Right. Was 86 was the last one. 86 was the last one right. back when I was in Washington, D.C. So many guys got wiped out because of that tax change. <laughs> they did. They yeah. did. It wiped out an entire industry, savings and loans. This new tax law is just as big, but in a very different way. It affects different industries. You know, the tax law is always a series of incentives. And the question is always, which incentives and which ones apply to me. And so the key to revising tax-free wealth was, what is it, what changed so much in this new tax law that we can absolutely take advantage of? I mean, seriously, the amazing incentives. For example, I mean, the bonus depreciation, for example, for real estate is unbelievable. You buy a million-dollar apartment, get a $300,000 reduction or more the very first year. So if you want to make more money and pay less taxes like Donald Trump and myself, Get Tom's book, Tax-Free Wealth. 
your financial education continues. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And today our special guest is Richard Duncan. He's the author of The Dollar Crisis, which came out in 2003. I read that book and he's a very intelligent man because I agree with him. Once again, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime and anywhere on iTunes or Android, and all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive our programs because repetition is how we learn. This is a very important program, so if you have a friend, family member, or business associate who needs to listen to this, simply go to richdadradio.com and listen to this podcast of Richard Duncan talking about what he sees coming in the future now that we have this trade war going on all over the world, and what is it gonna to mean to you and me and our future? So Richard, can you go back to the bonds one more time? Because that's always a tricky thing. So did Germany drop their interest rate on their bonds so it's now sub-zero? Well, so in Germany now, if you buy a 10-year government bond and hold it for 10 years until it matures, you will be guaranteed to lose a little bit of money. 23 basis points is the yield on the 10-year German government bond. And the same is true in Japan. You will also lose 10 basis points a year on Japanese government bonds, the 10-year government bonds. So what has happened is it wasn't that the government reduced the bond interest rates. It's the market pushed up the bond prices so high when bond prices go up, bond yields go down. And now after 2008, so much paper money has been created by the central banks around the world that that money has to go somewhere. And it either, it goes, it goes into stocks, it goes into property, and it goes into bonds. But when the stock market becomes afraid, people sell stocks and buy bonds. And that's what happened in May all around the world. Uh, people sold stocks and bought bonds, and that pushed up the bond prices and pushed the bond yields down to extremely low levels. So the U.S. government bond is yielding uh, a whopping 2.15% now. That's really great compared with England, for example, which is less than 1%. And France is barely positive, and Japan and Germany are actually negative yields. So... So yes, there has been a crash in the bond in the bond market. So does that, a, does that mean large, more money will come, large, come into the U.S. bond market? I mean, is the U.S. bond market rigged, or is it again investor driven? Well, I wouldn't say it's rigged, but when you have the central bank creating three and a half trillion dollars, as the Fed did between 2008 and 2014, then with that much additional money sloshing around that much all those dollars have to go somewhere so it pushes up bond prices and it pushes down the interest rates on bonds and now just in the last few weeks the fed has been hinting very strongly that it's going to begin cutting interest rates soon and the market expects the, the fed to cut interest rates very soon and repeatedly and what this shows us is that the Fed is a hostage to the stock market. Now, what that means, what I mean by that. So they're is, not independent. Well, they, their goal, you know, they're good people, 
their goal is to try to ensure maximum employment and stable prices. Now, to ensure maximum employment, the problem is there are no drivers to the U.S. economy, uh, no strong drivers. For decades, credit expanded very rapidly in the U.S. every year, and it was the credit growth that drove the economic growth. But since 2008, the credit, the, the households just don't have enough money to, to borrow and, and repay their debts. And so the credit growth has been too weak to drive the economy. What has been keeping the U.S. economy out of a recession is the rising stock market and the rising property market. So as long as the stock market keeps going higher, then that creates more wealth. People feel richer and they, that creates a wealth effect and they spend more money. So right now, the total wealth of the American households, in other words, the total net worth of the Americans is $108 trillion. That's up almost 60% from the 2007 pre-crisis peak. So there's been a, this extraordinary surge in wealth as a result of the Fed cutting interest rates to very low levels, one time zero, and also quantitative easing in the U.S. and all around the world. So as long as the asset prices keep going up, that provides the firepower that allows the consumers to keep consuming, and that's been the thing that's kept the U.S. economy out of recession. If the stock market starts to go down, as it did in December and again last month, then the Fed is forced to, to react. The Fed is forced to change its policies and adopt policies that will make the stock prices go higher again. Which, which they did because which they did because the stock market in the last few weeks has been up and up and up and up and up and up. And my question to you, Richard, is because we've been talking about this for years. How long can they keep this show going? Well, the reason they've been able, the Fed has been able to get away with creating a lot of money, is that there's been no inflation in the United States. In well, the, there's, in the, that's, that's what they say, but that's not, they don't measure the inflation. Like the food prices have gone up, housing prices have gone up, and education has gone up. Well, certainly some prices have gone up a lot, but... Yep. You know, but they don't measure talking, that. Anyway, but, I just want to know, I mean, can, you know, there's talk now in America that they can just keep printing money. As an economist, again, you work with the IMF and the World Bank, how long can we keep? If we can just keep printing money, I'll just start writing checks. You know, in the past in America, when the U.S. was a closed economy, say up until 1970, if the government spent too much money or if the Fed created too much money, then suddenly all the Americans had jobs and all the factories were fully utilized and it led to high rates of inflation, wage push inflation. But all of that changed in the early 1970s and especially in the 1980s when the U.S. started running these extraordinarily large trade deficits with the rest of the world. And once the U.S. started allowing these enormous trade deficits to occur, what that meant was the government could spend more and the, the Fed could create more money without causing inflation because we didn't have to worry about the number of Americans working and the number of American factories, their, their capacity. We then had a global economy. The global economy now has 7 billion people and Two billion of them live on less than $3 a day. And China has enough industrial capacity to last for a generation. 
without building any more. And that was so what uh, that means. And that was your that, book. The dollar crisis was how much capacity China has, how much capacity the world has. So this idea of you know getting a jo- high-paying job is actually a, an oxymoron because they can't just keep keep this up. Well, so but what has happened then is because of all of this cheap labor around the world, right? And, and excessive capacity around the world. That means the government has been able to borrow and spend very aggressively, and the Fed has been able to create a great deal of money, and we've had very low levels of inflation. So, so my question is, can, can, can we keep doing this? That's my question. The answer is yes, we can keep doing this because the global economy has enormous excess capacity of labor and industrial capacity as long as globalization persists. But if globalization breaks down, for example, through an aggressive trade war with China— then suddenly we'll be back living in in President Johnson's America in the late 60s, where government spending led to very high rates of inflation. And then in the early 70s, we had double-digit inflation because the government was spending too much money and the central bank was allowing too much money to be created. So inflation is, so inflation is possible. Inflation is increasingly likely now that we're putting 25% tariffs on $250 billion of Chinese goods and threatening another $300 billion okay. as well. Okay, so let and me ask this start... question. So, so the price of oil is crashing right now. What does that mean to the world economy? I so, mean, is, isn't the price of oil because, they, because they're because they forecasting a recession coming? That's right. The reason oil prices are dropping is because the global economy is slowing so much. And so suddenly, so suddenly there's less demand for oil. And even though the U.S. is trying to take all of Iran's oil out of the market to push prices higher, even despite that, the oil prices are going down. And it's, it's interesting to compare the price of oil with the price of gold. Normally, when the, they move together, they tend to move together. What we've seen over the last month is gold has moved significantly higher and oil has moved significantly lower. And that's because it's reflecting the weak demand for oil and the fears that the global economy is about to go into a significant recession, which and is likely if this trade war persists. So as, a, as, as, let's say, an independent person right now, what type of action would you say the average person should do? Because, you know, Trump's not going to listen to anybody. So what would the average person do? Well, so I think the average person needs to focus on his or her own business and make sure it's as re- recession-proof as possible. People need to have a business in which they can make money in good times or bad times. That's the highest priority. And beyond that, of course, how individuals invest depends on how much money they have. A billionaire is going to invest very differently than someone who has savings of $25,000. But for an average individual, Personally, I still believe investing in rental property is a a good decision. You can, mortgage rates have dropped down again to quite low levels. You can lock in a 15-year mortgage and buy a piece of land with a house on top, and you can rent it out. And if you're careful, you can accumulate a portfolio of houses with land. The reason... I don't recommend condominiums is because there's no limit as to how many condominiums can be built. But there is a limit to how much land there is on this planet, and it's not going to increase. So if we have inflation, 
then gold will go up, but land will also go up. Okay. And meanwhile, you can rent out your house and have cash flow. Well, that's kind of what I've been doing for a long, long time. Hey, well, last question. What do you think of the switch from Amer America becoming a socialist to Marxist country right now? Well, so I think there's a lot of misunderstanding and, and misuse of the concept of socialism. I mean, capitalism was a system that occurred during the 19th century when there were essentially no laws and business people could do anything they want, including, you know, child labor and putting children in mines. And, and uh, if you got old and you couldn't work, you had to eat cat food until you starved to death. But that's not the system we've had in the 20th century. In the 20th century, we've had Social Security and unemployment insurance, and the government has been directing the economy since at least World War II, and really before that. Yeah, that's what's, so we've that's had what, a kind of socialist system for, you know, something not far off, at least 75 years. And right. So we already have a socialist system. Now, this the call for, but what we've seen in recent years is there's been a huge increase in income inequality. The wealthy are becoming ex. They say the three wealthiest Americans have as much money as the bottom 50% combined. And they're making, you know, and, and it's growing. Every day, the rich are becoming very significantly richer. So if this continues, you will have individuals who can, and, and banks who will have so much money, they can just buy senators to have their own personal senator. And the, the, the normal Americans will have no representative in our government anymore. And we will no longer have democracy. We'll have um, something closer uh, to an uh, oligarchy. Or um, we will be regressing back toward the way things were in the 1800s and 1700s when there was a nobility and everybody else was a serf. So let me, so let me ask you this. Swing too far in the wrong direction. Right. Right now it's swinging too far in favor of the very wealthy. And, and things can be done to improve everyone's lives lifestyle. As I have suggested earlier, if, if our country invests more aggressively, if the government invests in new industries and technologies, this will make the rich so much richer, but it will also make the middle class so much richer and the poor so much richer, and it will make everybody healthier and live a lot longer. So we don't have to fight so much about dividing up the pie that we have now. We can make the pie 10 times bigger than it is. Right. And that's the approach we should be taking. Well, you're, you're a very optimist there, Richard. Very much an optimist. I'm, I'm more of a I'm more of a pessimist most of the time. So um, once again, our guest today is Richard Duncan. He is a dear friend for all these years. Highly suggest you subscribe to his video newsletter. It's called Macro Watch. And for all Rich Dad listeners, you can get go to richardduncaneconomics.com and you just put in the coupon off the coupon code rich and you get 50% off this most valuable 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 information looking into the future if you really want to prepare yourself for the future please subscribe to macro watch video 50% off for all rich dad uh, listeners and just use the code rich and you get that 50% off so, Richard, I want to thank you for always contributing to us. We could go on for hours and hours and hours. And uh, good luck out there in Thailand. 
Thank you, Robert. It's always uh, it's always fun talking with you. Let's do it again soon. We will, we will. As it changes, we'll be talking more. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we'll be going to the most popular part of our program, which is Ask Robert. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate, and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Financial freedom begins with financial education. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And once again, I thank Richard Duncan, author of The New Depression, The Corruption of Capitalism, and The Dollar Crisis. Get those books, read them. You may actually learn something, but they don't teach you in school. Richard Duncan's website is Richard Duncan Economics, and his special offer is... 50% off of MacroWatch, which is really a bargain. It's a newsletter, but for all Rich Dad listeners, go to Richard Duncan Economics and enter the coupon code RICH. And I don't take any commission off of that, but if you don't subscribe to that, you're really, really foolish. Because I look at it all the time because I like to look at pictures, not words. So you can submit your questions now to Ask Robert, and all your questions go to askrobert at richdadradio.com. Because what Richard is talking about, he's been he and I have been talking about it for years since ever since I came across his book, the Dollar Crisis. And once again, Richard is a classical classically trained economist from Vanderbilt, and he's worked with the IMF and the World Bank, and he advises uh, private hedge funds. So, Melissa, what's the first question for Ask Robert? Robert, our first question today comes from Stephen in San Antonio, Texas. Favorite book: Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He says, Robert, you always say savers are losers. I'm going to ask that you please explain this to us again. Just trying to fully grasp this different mindset. God bless you, my child. God bless you. I mean, that is probably one of the most important things you can get from my work here. You know, everybody says you should save, 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 save. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? Gee, listen to what Richard Duncan was saying. They're printing money and they're dropping interest rates. Think about that for a while. I mean, get together with a friend, probably your idiot brother-in-law, and discuss it. What does printing money and dropping interest rates mean? It means your savings are worthless, effing worthless, and you still save it. You've gotta be nuts. And the second thing is, if they keep printing money and they go into hyperinflation, which happened happens many, many times all over the world. It, you know, it, it's when money, when there's too much money, then hyperinflation means your savings are worthless too. 
So right now, your savings are buying less and less, are worth less and less and less. You keep it in the bank. And then if there's hyperinflation, you know, what what happened in Zimbabwe, and it's, it's still going on in Zimbabwe, I was just there. A boiled egg was like $50 trillion because they could print money. And since 1971, the United States and the rest of the world has been printing money. So why would you be an idiot and listen to an idiot and save money? That doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm gonna put it in the bank and I'll get 0% interest at the same time they're printing money. That doesn't make any sense. Now if they stop printing money, maybe then your money might be worth something. So you gotta pay attention. So that's why I subscribe to Macro Watch from Richard Duncan Economics so you can figure out what's gonna happen next. But with this trade war right now, what's happening is the US dollar has to come down in value. They're gonna screw, you know, it's not, you can call it blame Trump, but the dollar has to get weaker. So we can, so our, so we can export. We have a weak dollar we can export to China, to Japan, to uh, Canada. So we can export. We have a strong dollar. We can't export because our goods are too expensive. So all you foolish people out there who went to school and you got a job and you're working hard and you're paying your taxes and you're voting Republican or Democrat or socialist or communist and you're saving money, you've got to be crazy. So that's why I was asking Richard several times is what does the collapse of bonds mean? That means people are coming out of the stock market, they're going into bonds, and the interest rate, the yield is called, you know, in savings is called the interest rates, and bonds is called a yield. So let's say five years ago, you got 10% yield on your bond. Today, it's negative 0.25%. That means you put your money in for 10 years and you get less back. But you get less back anyway because they're gonna keep printing money. Now, if they stop printing money, we have another problem. But that's why you gotta pay attention. That's the most stupid thing you can say to anybody is save money. Why would you save money when they're printing it and the value of your money goes down when they're not paying you anything for it? They don't want your money. They want people like me who can borrow money. So, I mean, I just can't believe people ask those questions. I, I know it's pretty common, but that's why this Rich Dad Company was formed years ago. Another thing is my latest book is Fake, Fake Money, Fake Teachers, Fake Assets. Get that book, read it. You'll understand why I'm so adamant because my whole financial education, besides with Rich Dad, began, you know, fake starts with me flying behind enemy lines to go look for gold. And Marines aren't the brightest guys on earth, so I'm behind enemy lines trying to negotiate for gold. I don't even know what gold is. This is 1972, six months after Nixon took us off the gold standard. That was my education. I went, oh my God. So I'm negotiating with this tiny little Vietnamese woman. You know, I don't think she went to Harvard or Oxford or Stanford. And I'm trying to buy gold from her. And let's say gold was $50 an ounce at the time. And I tried to buy it for 40. She just laughed at me. She says, why would I sell you gold when it's worth 50 on the international market? And then I realized gold has been money forever since earth was formed. Gold and silver are God's money. So that's what I write about in fake. So that little lady, God bless her, man, I owe her a lot because she changed my entire life. So my aircraft carrier sailed into Hong Kong 
and I finally bought my first gold coin. It was a South African Krugerrand, and I paid about 50 bucks for it, and I still have that Krugerrand today. I don't sell stuff. I don't flip, except they offer me too much money for it. I will flip it. But anyway, that South African Krugerrand today is worth $1,500. I paid $50 for it in 1972, and today I can get 15, approximately 1,500 bucks for it. Now, did the Krugerrand get bigger? or did the value of my money go down? That's the question, it's not rocket science. The other thing I found out in 1972, it was illegal for Americans to own gold in 72. Imagine that. So I had to ask myself, why does the government not want me to own gold? And that's when my whole education started, this little Vietnamese woman started getting me going. I started studying, I started understanding. And then my friend Jim Rickards, you know, he's wrote the book The Road to Ruin and all this. He says simultaneously in 1970, they stopped teaching gold in business school because they wanted to get everybody off of gold and into fake money. So that's my book, Fake Money, Fake Teachers, Fake Assets. They're all the same thing. You cannot do this without fake teachers and Wall Street running the show. I'm not saying that good people are bad people but you'd better stop saving money and listening to your mommy and daddy, you know, save money, save money, save money. Because as long as they're printing money and they're paying nothing on interest rates, you're the biggest loser of all when you save money. So thank you for that question. Once again, you can submit your questions to Ask Robert at Rich Dad Radio. Thank you to Richard Duncan, and thank you all for listening to this Rich Dad program.